Alphabet Flight Encyclopedic Marvel Journey, where I go through the official handbook of the Marvel Universe with guests. We talk about all the characters we know and love and have forgotten as well. My name is Jesse Cooper, and with me today is someone who comes from the far-flung future. Sean! Yeah, that's right. I've got news from the future, too. Uh, Jinko jeans, they're back. You know those giant, like, super jeans? They used to wear in the 90s, it looks like you're wearing two, like, giant drain pipes on your legs. Yep, that's what we're all wearing here in the year 2056. Yep. So, uh, buy a couple pairs, they're gonna be super valuable, I promise. Wait, would it be opposite? What? The value? Because if everyone has it, then the value is... Yeah, no, but vintage ones are, are valuable. No, new ones! New ones, they're made of, like, uh, space blanket material. Super uncomfortable. Your legs sweat all the time because it's just reflecting all the heat back on you. What you gotta get is those old-school denim ones. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, that breathable, that famously light and breathable denim. Whose leg size, <laughs> I'm not joking about this, the, uh, the leg holes were yep. the same size as the waist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, for sure. And here in the future, where all of our ankles are the same size as our waists, just because we all got super wide right at the bottom of us, uh, that's a that's a valuable commodity. Yeah, it's like a it's like the Dorito body. Instead of turning it upside down, you have it just, you know, the base. Uh, yeah, exactly. Like I'm not saying that the future has an obesity problem. I, I don't. I'm I'm not I'm not a, an expert on that. I'm just saying that everyone's ankles are. Like thirty six inches around, yeah, and it and it changes a lot of things. Yeah, it does. So, uh, speaking of, for one thing, kung fu movies are a lot different. What with the kicks. <laughs> so, speaking of, uh, someone from tomorrow, tomorrow man, uh-huh. tomorrow. It's actually just tomorrow man. Yep. I was hoping it would be Kang the Conqueror or something. Okay. Oh no, we're done talking about Kang. And also, no, I know, that would have been an hour long Kang. episode. Kang has a lot of different, like, personalities, though. I have three different episodes about the same character. <laughs> right, exactly, because there's several different Kangs. And they're all, uh, I'm so glad I'm done talking about Kang. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> uh, listen to my Ramatut episode if you want to hear me do a very passable breakdown. Oh, yeah. Future Kang. Ah, Ramatut lives in a pyramid, which is shaped much like all of the people here in my future. What do you think Tomorrow Man looks like? Um, pyramidal? No. Sort of sort of uh, conical in shape? No, looks like a generic pulp action villain. He looks like Silver Age Lex Luthor, but who borrowed Electro's pants. Pretty much. Like, it's very, like, it's a bald white dude wearing... Like a green suit has a cape. Look, and a laser looks kind of like a Flash villain. I mean, not Flash. I mean, Flash Gordon villain. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Two T's as well. One in the middle of the chest, one on the belt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Two separate T logos. Yeah. I mean, Superman's got uh, an S on the front and an S on the back. So in fairness. Uh, I prefer the S without uh, the cape without the S, but, you know, right it's up. whatever. So, his name is Artur Zarko. It's really not the same quality as, like, your Eobard Thon, huh? In terms of believable-sounding future names. So, he was a former civil servant, later conqueror and dictator. Yep. <laughs> you know, 
Like all civil servants, he became disgruntled and conquered a world. His identity is publicly known in the alternate futures of the 23rd and 50th centuries. That's two different centuries. Yeah. What? He's a citizen of the United States with a criminal record on an alternate future in the 23rd century. (laughs) How many different (laughs) centuries can one man conquer? Multiple? I guess. Like, Kang does tons all the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Which one of those is he from? We'll get to it. Okay. Um, his place of birth was Old New York, United States of America, in the alternate future of the 23rd century. Even Old New York was once New Amsterdam. <laughs> Why they changed it, I can't say. Tomorrow Man liked it better that way. <laughs> so, uh, he's also single, so... Just in case anyone's looking for a time traveling like Luthor knockoff. <laughs> so no uh no known relatives or group affiliations. Um and he first appeared in A Journey into Mystery, number eighty-six in in uh On the Trail of Tomorrow Man. Was Journey into Mystery always an Asgard comic? Uh for the most part, yes. Okay, because well, like I know that it is now, but I've never well, read any of the other ones. For a while, it wasn't. After it became a after Marvel, Marvel became Marvel. Um, uh, it see. did become a mostly Thor comic, and it tends to be branded as a mostly Thor comic. Is that what this guy is, or is like what I'm trying to figure out? Is did he fight Lady Sif in the Warriors Three? Or well, we'll get to that. Okay. He has so little, but in the beginning, uh, but when it first came out, it was during uh, like the horror age, where you had like a lot of horror comics. This guy doesn't really feel suited to Tales from the Crypt. It came out before the Comic Code. Okay. Um and and um, and when did it become a Thor thing? Um. Oh, you're talking about Journey into Mystery. Journey into Mystery, yeah. yeah. You're not talking about Tomorrow Man and the Comics Code. I was getting ready for, like, Tomorrow Man's whole backstory to be super blue. Because, um, I'm looking at, like, episode, I mean, issue number 63, and he wasn't, like, on the front of the covers yet. I mean, issue number 81, he's not on the front of the covers yet. Hmm. Um, it looks like he first showed up on the cover, at least. He might have been backups on issue 83. Of Journey into Mystery. And that's pretty much when it became a superhero thing. Cover Peace Theater. To set the scene, uh, Thor is doing his dumb flying thing where his hammer is thrown and he kind of follows it. I hate that so much. The physics make perfect sense. I hate it so much. It's. I think it's cool. <laughs> you, uh, we disagree fundamentally in a lot of superhero stuff. So, uh, but yeah. So basically, he's like flying towards a a very uh, lightly translucent or very translucent tomorrow man in a s- flying saucer thing. Yeah. Oh, I can almost. I barely can tell that that's even supposed to be the tomorrow man. Yeah, and it has like, and it's like a gray background. Looks like it's over like like a desert thing. 
Yeah. And Thor says, How can I defeat the Tomorrow Man when he can fade into a different year before I can reach him? Good question, Thor. Well, I guess we'll figure out. I'm not going to try and do the accent. Yeah, so end scene. Uh, So yeah, basically, that thing. Yeah. One of the plot points for this issue says that Thor calls his dad for help. Well, well first let's go let's go through all the story cuz this is when when like you would have multiple like backup issues and I mean backup right. stuff. So one a uh, one uh the first one was uh, th- uh Thor the Mighty on the I don't know if that's a typo or not. Thor the Mighty on the trail of Tomorrow Man. In a future free of war and weapons, the Tomorrow Man seeks to conquer the world. Using his brilliant mind to create a time machine, he looks to the past and finds a time and location where a nuclear bomb still exists. Back in the present, Thor is helping a military, the military test the powerful bombs in the New Mexican desert. Before the last bomb could detonate, the Tomorrow Man appears and steals the weapons. And then there's just a regular-ass story that's with words... Mm-hmm. Uh, which is the weatherman. A newspaper <laughs> weatherman notices a strange pattern of the weather. That does not sound like a journey into mystery. <laughs> so much as it does news. So part Just regular news. So part two, flight to the future. Uh, Thor calls upon his father, Odin, to help him travel through time and space to defeat the Tomorrow Man. Dad, I need to borrow your time machine. I'm fighting a guy, and he keeps running to a different year. So, apparently, he used to have a lot of time travel powers in his hammer. But it was, like, one of those powers that had charges, and, like, it would never regain. Uh, mm-hmm. Because uh, he used his time travel powers to help the space phantoms... Space a ...planet out of limbo. And then he just lost all his time travel powers. And never used them again after that. I see. So he basically had a staff of fireball that didn't have a per day charge. I mean, recharge. <laughs> uh, then we have human keeps out mild manner janitor Ezra Grumbly. That is such a comic book name. Ezra Grumbly, <laughs> Ezra, yeah, uh, holds the key to first contact with alien life. <laughs> and then, uh, then there's a changeling uh, that a tyrant king will stop at nothing to become handsome. Okay. Yeah, it seems like a pretty unremarkable issue of Journey into Mystery. I want to get the, the version of the Journey into Mysteries that has everything in it. Because a lot of times when you get collections, it's just like the Thor stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you don't get the text stories or like the... I see. Yeah, you want to read the... Entire the thing. Humans keep out component of Yeah, because I still want to know who hap- what happened to Shroom. Shroom? Stroom, I should say. Stroom? Yeah, someone, like, Stroom, and also there's, like, Keep Off of Planet X3 or something. <laughs> Auteur. Uh, by the way, it's literally R-A-R-T-U-R. <laughs> Auteur. Atur. Uh Yeah. Zarko was a citizen of an alternate future Earth of the 23rd century. Not the same that, tun- uh, that Tundra. Tundra came from, though. The one that's uh that's a There's matriarchy. There's a variety of different twenty third century. Yeah, it's a so. different one. A period of international peace, enlightening 
entertaining the ambitions of world conquest, Zarko was frustrated with the unavailability of weapons since the disarmament program of a century before. You can turn anything into a weapon. You can turn just about anything into a weapon. Yeah, but not a nuclear one. But no, but no, but like, just weapons. Not like nuclear weapons, not guns. Like, if he wanted to, he could get a stick. I mean, Thor's going around hitting people with a rock on a stick, so yeah. Yeah, you could turn anything into a weapon. Like, even a pillow could be turned into a weapon if used right. That's true, although it's not the greatest, like, active weapon. It's not the greatest active weapon, but you could turn it- Like mid-combat. You could use it as a- you could actively smother someone with it, though, which turns into a weapon. You could definitely do some harm. Yeah. So, I don't know, I think he's just not imaginative enough. Zarko, therefore, used a scientific genius to construct a time machine. Why can't you use that to construct a gun? He can make a time machine, but he can't make, like, a weapon. People who did- Yeah. The fr- you can make a bow and arrow out of a stick and string. A rubber band and a Y-shaped stick, you got a good slingshot, yep. There's so many different- You can- I'm just so disappointed in him. <laughs> Frankly, if you've got enough electrical current to travel back in time, you've got enough energy to- <laughs> Literally destroy the universe. Yeah, so he used the scientific knowledge to construct a time machine to travel back in time when powerful advanced weaponry existed. Then he still, then he stilled some, stole some, and then went back into his own time. Oh, sorry, sorry. He would steal some, then go back into his time, own time to achieve world domination. He traveled to the 20th century where he stole an experimental cobalt bomb from the uh, U.S. Army. Where he received the alias Tomorrow Man. Then he went to his own time, made improvement to the bombs, and then Thor, who witnessed the theft, followed him to the 23rd century. And then, like, he couldn't destroy the Thunder God and tried to set off the Cobalt Bomb, but Thor prevented the detonation. And then Zarko lost control of his skycraft and landed. The impact gave him in, uh, amnesia, and the authorities of his own century gave him a new identity and employment as a clerk. <laughs> After the 23rd century, scientists entered the bomb into its original state. Thor s- took it back to the 20th century. I mean, great. Great. This seems like a fairly tidy story, not one with a whole lot of stakes and or drama. I mean, stakes, yeah, but... Uh, later, Thor's evil adopted brother Loki used sorcery to restore his memory, hoping that he would destroy Thor. Uh, he built mm-hmm. a time machine again, traveled again to the 20th century, where he coerced. Yeah, I, I'm looking at that issue right now. He coerced Thor into help, uh, vowing to help him conquer 23rd century Earth. He helped. Thor helped Zarko reach the Master Machine, a computer that ran the government. Why did he do this? I There's no explanation. He just, like, turns around and starts helping him, huh? There's no explanation. I've read every sentence. Okadoke. So then, like, he went to a computer that was like, yo, I'm the government. And then Thor captured Zarko and turned him into authorities. Then he... Uh. 
Then he tried to go up against Kang the Conqueror, who invaded the 23rd century. Later, Zarko traveled to an alternate uh, Earth of the 50th century and conquered it. Mm -hmm. He became the Earth's king and ruled it oppressively. Then he went to the 20th century to... Hello, 50th century. I'm here with... Okay. 10,000... With what? What? 30,000 year outdated technology. And I'm going to conquer you. So... You know, I don't understand the next sentence like at all. Like I've okay. read over it multiple times now. So he became the Earth's king in the fiftieth century. Mm-hmm. Step and, one: become okay. king of the fiftieth century. Okay. Then he went to the twentieth century to enlist the aid of Thor and the Warrior Threes in defeating the menace posed by the three mysterious beings called the Time Twisters. Why would they help him? Why? The Earth the Earth of the 50th century was saved, but Zarko was no longer ruling. And his current burial abouts are unknown. So, there's a lot of, like, no... I need, like, three more sentences to, like, link these together. Yeah. Like, just three. Because, like, if they told... Like, if they said, like, because he wants to save something... Uh-huh. That makes it, but I don't have the information to make it. It's just non consecutors at this point. Jesse, it's almost as if even the people who wrote the official handbook of the Marvel Universe could not be bothered to figure out what the Tomorrow Man's deal is. Because, like, they go out of their way to explain things that don't need to be explained mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Not this guy, though. They could have put. He wanted to save the 50th century. That's all they needed to say. They had 40 minutes of material say. on the boring, boring Titanium Man. But no, 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 like, no. Tomorrow Man? Nothing. All they needed to put was he needed help saving the 50th century. Uh-huh. That's all they needed to put. All yep. they needed to put, like, less than a dozen words. Hi, Thor. I am done trying to conquer you. Instead, I conquered somebody else. And now I need your help to keep having conquered them. Well, no, no, just just save. To save his people. That's all they would need to say. Okay, now that's fair to a like, certain no, degree. No, the thing, we don't have any motivation. Right. We don't have the reason why. They could have put some BS on there that made no, like, for, that no one cared about. Because they're not going to mm. go back and read. They didn't, though. They didn't. And that, it's not- in the end, has made all the difference. Now, is it as bad when we read the North Star uh, passage, where they said that he was at a, he was at a terrorist separatist group, and they just skipped over that entirely? <laughs> just sort of glossed right over that. You know that what? It's a- not as bad as that because North Star is a character that someone at some point could conceivably have cared about. But they did say he was a terrorist and then went straight on to his Olympic levels. For game. sure. Yeah, it's lazy. It's la- it's as lazy. It's just that... Like, I would have loved, I would have loved, like, one more sentence about him and his terrorist days. That's true. Just one more With sentence. Tomorrow Man, I just don't see adding any number of sentences making this character any more compelling than he is. No, they just, not compelling. Not compelling. I, I don't, he's boring. Just makes sense. Like, three sentences (laughs) is all they need. One for each paragraph of information. Just one. 
okay, he's like five. He's five eleven, weighs two a forty, has blue eyes and bald. That's pretty big for five eleven. That's about as big as I am. He does no regular exercise. No superhuman powers. He has a bunch of stuff. Oh, apparently he has the time cube. He has the time cube. Yep. You and you don't mean the cosmic cube? No, time cube. Is the time cube a separate artifact that I'm not aware yes, of? Yes, it's a separate artifact. Is it does it ever appear anywhere else? Probably not. Okay. Cause the only my only reference for time cube, if you Google time cube, you're gonna get a website. And that website is written um well I wanna tread fairly lightly on this one, but oh. Timecube seems to be a website written by someone with some variety of uh, mental illness about how time is actually a cube. Um and it's very unclear okay. what that actually is. Let me means. fill this for you. I did a two hour episode about Timecube on a previous podcast I did. Oh really? Uh, okay, you know about Timecube. I just don't want to be insensitive to someone who I think like probably does have some kind of mental illness. Uh you could you could criticize the uh the art itself without criticizing the person. It's possible. Okay. I think you could separate separate it. Uh, but but basically it's uh there's four days are happening simultaneously in one day. And um apparently all the teachers and there's by the way, there's tons of uh, misogyny and also anti Semitic stuff in there. Yeah, you, no, it gets pretty buck wild in yeah, there. But um but uh you will go to hell, you snot brain uh you snot brains for for believing in the one day God's lies. Yeah. Which is a exact quote, by the way. Um but yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, time cube. Uh now if you want something a little bit more buck wild that's more organized and also has audio files with it. Um it's called a uh, Law of One or Raw's uh-huh. materials. Raw as in the Sun God Raw. Yeah, no, I know Raw. Yeah. So listen did that's something. Uh that's more like a uh like a multi-leveled spiritual thing. Where like there's like eleven eleven levels and um we are we are all part of a person's mind to get more knowledge and the higher each person gets in the levels they become basically omnipotent but they are constantly learning more knowledge through through and throughout Hmm. it's it's really interesting and like i don't know i'd probably join that cult Okay, I just want to take a moment here and not endorse the joining of cults, but uh, just so that everybody knows, the internet's premier unintelligible conspiracy theory website is well within the control of the Tomorrow Man, so just keep that in mind if you go up against him in a fight. Yeah, he also had like a robot that he, from the 23rd century, called the Servitor, which is a giant robot that has lasers. That's smart, man. Boy, tomorrow, man. You sucked and I cannot wait to purge all data about you from my brain. Mm. I'll have to remind you again once we do uh, do Vindicator. Yeah, why? Does tomorrow, man, show up in Vindicator's thing? I don't know. Good? Well, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a pretty fun uh, week as well. 
Um, we're gonna, yeah, because we're gonna have a, uh, we're gonna have vindicator. We're gonna have and a guy Zeki. who was turned into a rat man by a Nazi, and then oh, an- an- another Nazi. Oh, it's double! It's double Nazi o'clock. We have a Fantastic. Nazi sandwich with a Canadian center. Yeah, let's not extend that metaphor too far. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, I think we're pretty much done. Let's do excellent plugs. tomorrow, man. Goodbye. I cannot wait to never mention you again. Yeah, do do plug real quick. Oh yeah, a plug. Okay, this time I'm gonna get it on the first take. Um, I. Am Sean Franklin and can be Googled as such. I will be the only result for that search. Um, well, that and a bunch of misspelled results for a soccer player named Sean Franklin. Um, I have my own podcast. It's called Pitch Me Something, which I do with the very talented Laura Forsey. Um, on that show, we do original ideas for pop culture concepts, uh, both including ongoing franchises that are already in the pop culture canon. We do a lot of Marvel stuff. We got one great Marvel episode with Jesse where he pitches um, a Lucha-themed superhero and her brother who is in stasis in time and space. Does that, does that match up with your recollection, Jesse? Uh, stasis in personal time and time. Yeah, right. Not he space. Right. He's not, he doesn't sit perfectly still. He just never ages. That's an important distinction, yes. Um... And you can check that out at franklyimplausible.com, and you can reach me on my Twitter, at Sean Franklin, or Frankly Implausible itself, at our Twitter, at Zero Plausibility, that is the numeral zero, and the word plausibility, which is something that I frequently forget to say. I did it, in one take. Um, I also don't feel like doing my plugs again. Okay. Um, so, I have links in the description for my Patreon, the other thing I do. And possibly the other thing that I'm going to be doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so look in the description. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is at Alphabet Flight. Uh... Oh, can I add one small thing to uh, my plug? Sure. We are in the process of actively seeking out new guests for our show. We've had a lot of, of, of fantastic uh, and very talented people on already, which are mostly just people that Laura and I already know. Um, but if you have a decent microphone and an internet connection, feel free to DM us on Twitter. Um, and if you've got a pitch, we'd love to have you on our show. Yep. It's always good to have new people in your guest pool. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cause I don't know. It's nice having regulars, but also at the same time. Mm-hmm. And if you have a podcast of your own, we'd love to do sort of like a, a guest swap, which is what we're doing right now. But think I don't know. I'm done talking on the podcast yeah, it right now. it sounds like you're kind of done with I'm it. I'm done with today. it. I'm sorry. I am. Okay, we're going to do this podcast. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>